Hello and welcome to the Gospel Teachings of Richard Arlen Kern. Today we're going to be talking about the Resurrection. 2 Maccabees, chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, 9 through 11, 13 through 25, 28 through 30, 32 and 33, 36, 37, 40 and 41. It came to pass also that seven brethren, together with their mother, were apprehended and compelled by the king to eat swine's flesh against the law, for which end they were tormented with whips and scourges. But one of them, who was the eldest, said thus, What would you ask or learn of us? We are ready to die rather than to transgress the laws of God received from our fathers. Then the king, being angry, he commanded to cut out the tongue of him that had spoken first, and the skin of his head be drawn off to chop off also the extremities of his hands and feet. And when he was not maimed in all parts, he commanded him, being yet alive, to be brought to the fire and to be fried in the frying pan. And while he was suffering therein long torments, the rest, together with the mother, exhorted one another to die manfully, saying, The Lord God will look upon the truth and will take pleasure in us, as Moses declared in the profession of the canticle, and in his servants he will take pleasure. And when he, the second, was at the last gasp, he said thus, You indeed, O most wicked man, destroy us out of this present life, but the king of the world will raise us up, who die for his laws, in the resurrection of eternal life. After him the third was made a mocking stock, and when he was required, he quickly put forth his tongue, and courageously stretched out his hands, and said with confidence, These I have from heaven. But for the laws of God, I now despise them, because I hope to receive them again from him. And after he was thus dead, they tormented the fourth in the like manner. And when he was now ready to die, he spoke thus, It is better, being put to death by men, to look for hope from God, to be raised up again by him. For as to you, you shall have no resurrection unto life. And when they had brought the fifth, they, they tormented him. But he, looking upon the king, said, Whereas you have power among men, though you are corruptible, you do what you will. But think not that our nation is forsaken by God. But stay patiently a while, and you shall see his great power, in what manner he will torment you and your seed. After him they brought the sixth, and he, being ready to die, spoke thus, Be not deceived, without cause, for we suffer these things for ourselves, having sinned against our God, and things worthy of admiration are done to us. But do not think that you shall escape unpunished, for that you have attempted to fight against God. Now the mother was to be admired above measure. She said, But the creator of the world will restore you again, in his mercy, both breath and life, and now you despise yourselves for the sake of his laws. Now Antiochus, when the youngest was yet alive, assured him with an oath, that he would make him a rich and happy man, and if he would turn from the laws of his fathers, would take him for a friend. But when the young man was not moved with the, uh, these things, the king called the mother and counseled her to deal with the young man to save his life. I beseech you, my son, look upon heaven and earth, and all that is in them, and consider that God made them out of nothing, and mankind also. So you shall not fear this tormentor, but... Being made a worthy partner with your brethren, receive death, that in that mercy I may receive you again with your brethren. While she was yet speaking these words, the young men said, For we suffer thus for our sins. And though the Lord our God is angry with us a little, while our chastisement and correction, yet he will be reconciled again to his servants. For my brethren, having now undergone a short pain, 
are under the covenant of eternal life. But you, by the judgment of God, shall receive just punishment for your pride. But I, like my brethren, offer up my life and my body for the laws of our fathers, calling upon God to be speedily merciful to our nation, and that you by torments and stripes may confess that he alone is God. So this man also died undefiled, wholly trusting in the Lord. And last of all, after the sons, the mother also was consumed. So these seven brothers, they knew no matter what they did, um, they were going to be saved by God for keeping his law and not going against his law, even if it was going to um, be unto their death. Um, and pretty much all of them just said, yeah, king, do what you want. Uh, I know what the law is and I know my God's going to save me. So uh, that's how we need to live nowadays and remember that that is what we have behind us. That is what we have. Um, that's who we pray to. That's who has our back. Uh, we forget a lot that he is all powerful and he controls and uh, has control over these type of situations where even if we have to die in torment, we know we get to live eternally with him and that is well worth it. Uh, jumping to 2 Maccabees twelve forty three through 46. In making a gathering, he sent 12,000 drachms of silver to Jerusalem for sacrifice to be offered for the sins of the dead, thinking well and religiously concerning the resurrection. For if he had not hoped that they were not slain should rise again, it would have seemed superfluous and vain to pray for the dead. And because he considered that they who had fallen asleep with godliness had great grace laid up for them, it is therefore a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead, that they may be loosed from sins. Matthew chapter 27, verses 51 through 53. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were rent, and the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep arose. And coming forth out of the tombs after his resurrection, they came into the holy city and appeared to many. Mark chapter 12, verses 18 through 27. And there came to him Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection. And they began to question him, saying, Master, Moses has written for us that if a man's brother die, leaving a wife with no children, his brother shall take the widow and raise up issue to his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife, and dying, left no issue. And the second took her, and died, without leaving issue either. And the third likewise, and the seven took her in the same way, and left no issue. Last of all, the woman also died. So this woman um, basically married this first man, and the man died, and then basically all of his brothers were married to her because of his death, and they all died without giving her a child, or without her bearing a child, and then she died. The question from the Sadducees is, At the resurrection, therefore, when they arise, which of them will she be wife? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus answered and said to them, Is not this why you err, because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage, but are as angels in heaven. But as to the dead rising, have you not read the book of Moses about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham and of Isaac and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are therefore entirely wrong. Luke fourteen thirteen and 14. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, 
and blessed shall you be, because they have nothing to repay you with, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And honestly, those are things we should be doing and thinking about all the time, um, how we can help the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, um, the people that aren't blessed like we're blessed. And um, that might not be you per se, but if you are, it's always good to um, give what you can to those types of people. Uh, Luke chapter 20, verses 27 and 34 through 38. Now there came to him certain of the Sadducees who say that there is no resurrection, and they questioned him. And Jesus said to them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but those who shall be accounted worthy of that world and of the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor take wives, and neither shall they be able to die any more, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead rise, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush, when he calls the Lord of God, uh, the lot, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. Do not wonder at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they who have gone or done good shall come forth unto resurrection of life, but they who have done evil unto resurrection of judgment. John chapter 11, verse 23 through 26. Jesus said to her, Your brother shall rise. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise at the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even if he die, shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John chapter 11, verse 43 and 44. When he, or Jesus, had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And at once, he who had been dead came forth. And that's the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. And Martha was his sister. Acts 23, 6. Then Paul cried out, It is about the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. Acts chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. But this I admit to you, that according to the way, which they call a sect, so I serve the God of my fathers, believing all things that are written in the law and the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves also look for, that there is to be a resurrection of the just and unjust. Romans chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. But now set free from sin and become slaves to God, you have your fruit unto sanctification, and as your end, life everlasting. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is life everlasting, in Christ Jesus our Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 and 13, 17 and 18, and 21 through 23. Now, if Christ is preached as risen from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, neither has Christ risen. And if Christ has not risen, vain is your faith, for you are still in your sins. Hence, they also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. For since by a man came death, by a man also comes resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made to live. But each in his own turn, Christ as first fruits. Then they who are Christ, who have believed at his coming. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 35 through 58. But someone will say, How do the dead rise? Or with what kind of body do they come? 
Senseless man, what you yourself sow is not brought to life unless it dies. And when you sow, you do not sow the body that shall be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body even as he was willed or has willed, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men, another of beasts, another of birds, another of fishes. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but one But of one kind is the glory of the heavenly, of another kind the glory of the earthly. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another of the stars, for stars differs from star in glory. So also with the resurrection of the dead, what is sown in corruption rises in incorruption. What is sown in dishonor rises in glory. What is sown in weakness rises in power. What is sown a natural body rises a spiritual body. If there a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a living, giving spirit, life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that comes first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, earthly. The second man is from heaven, heavenly. As Was the earthly man, such also are the earthly, and as is the heavenly man, such are also the heavenly. Therefore, even as we have borne the likeness of the earthly, let us bear also the likeness of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood can obtain no part in the kingdom of God. Neither shall corruption have any part in incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall all indeed rise, but we shall not all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible body must put on incorruption, and this mortal body must put on immortality. For when this mortal body puts on immortality, they shall come to pass the word that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13-18 through 18. We would not, brethren, have you ignorant concerning those who are asleep, lest you should grieve, even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so with him God will bring those also who have fallen asleep through Jesus. For this we say to you in the word of the Lord, that we who live, who survive until the coming of the Lord, shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself with with cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise up first. Then we who live, who survive, shall be cut up together with them in clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching concerning Christ, let us pass on to things more perfect, not laying again a foundation of repentance, of faith, of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Hebrews 11.35 Women had their dead restored to them by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might find a better resurrection.
Apocalypse or Revelation chapter 11 verses 15 through 19. And the seventh angel sounded the trumpet, and there were, there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit upon their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have become or begun your reign. And the nations were angered. But your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, and for the giving, the reward, which is eternal life, to your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and for destroying those who corrupted the earth. And the temple of God in heaven was opened, and there was seen the ark of his covenant in his temple, and there was flashes of lightning, and peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and great hail. Apocalypse chapter 20, verses 4 through 7 and 11 through 15. And I saw thrones, and men sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded, because of the witness to Jesus, and because of the word of God, who did not worship the beast or his image, and did not accept his mark upon their foreheads or upon their hands. And they came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life till the thousand years were finished. This is the resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are finished, Satan will be released from his prison and will go forth and deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and will gather them together for the battle, a number of whom is as the sand of the sea." And I saw a great white throne, and the one who sat upon it. From his face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and scrolls were opened. And another scroll was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the scrolls according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and the death and hell gave up the dead that were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to their works, and hell and death were cast into the pool of fire. This is the second death, the pool of fire. And if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was cast into the pool of fire. The Resurrection Summary 1. A mother expected to receive back her seven sons, and the brothers expected to receive their cut-off tongues, hands, and feet again at the resurrection. That's 2 Maccabees 7, 1 through 41. 2. In Jesus' day, tombs were opened and dead rose. Matthew 27, and that's 51 through 53. Number 3. Those accounted worthy of the new world to come are children of God and have eternal life, and as such, do not marry. They are as angels, found in Mark as well as Luke uh, 12 and 20. Um, number 4. God will repay one's just deeds at the resurrection of the just, found in Luke 14. 5. The time is coming when all who are in the tomb shall hear the voice of the Son of God. Those having done good will come forth to resurrection of life. Those doing evil will come forth to the resurrection of judgment. That's found in John chapter 5. 6. I know he, or Lazarus, Will, arise, or will rise at the resurrection on the last day. And that's said by Martha, Lazarus' sister, in John 11, 23 through 26. And she's saying that to Jesus. 
Number seven, Paul has a hope in God that there is to be a resurrection of the just and unjust, and that's Acts 24. Eight, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is life everlasting, and that's Romans chapter 6. Nine, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made to live, but each in his own turn. Christ then, those who have believed at his coming, and that's 1 Corinthians 15. Ten, what is sown in a natural body rises a spiritual body. Flesh and blood can obtain no part in the kingdom of God. At the last trumpet, we shall all rise, but not be changed. At the last trumpet, the dead shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Death is swallowed up in victory. And that's 1 Corinthians 15. When the Lord comes, 11, when the Lord comes, those things shall not precede the dead. The living shall, those living shall not precede the dead. For the Lord with his trumpet will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise up first. Then we who live shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and be ever with the Lord. It's 1 Thessal uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. 12. The seventh angel sounded the trumpet, and God, be God began his reign. And the nations were angered, but God's wrath came, or the day of the Lord. And the time for which is Apocalypse 11, 15 through 19, A, the dead to be judged, B, giving the reward of eternal life to his servants, and C, destroying those who corrupted the earth. 13, the beheaded came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead came to life after the thousand years. After the thousand years, Satan will be released from his prison and go and deceive the nations. Gog and Magog and gather them together for the battle. And that's Apocalypse 20, or Revelation 20. 14. The dead stood before a white, great white throne, and were judged by things written in open scrolls, or the books of the Bible, according to their works, the word of God. Hell and death were cast into the pool of fire. This is the second death, the pool of fire. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the pool of fire. And that's also Apocalypse chapter 20. So this paper on the resurrection um, is a, a great touching point, I think, especially in the time that we are living in today. Um, I think most of us that do believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior um, realize that there is a resurrection coming, not one, but two, or um, I'm sorry, uh, one resurrection coming and two two deaths, but uh, no, you don't technically die either time if you're alive during this tribulation, and you could possibly die twice uh, if, you know, you're evil and you die before Jesus comes, and obviously you're evil. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things that it's quite interesting to think about um, two deaths, right? But when you think about a physical death and then also a spiritual death, you realize very quickly that uh, that is exactly what God's talking about. And like um, it said in some of that scripture there, um, physical came first, spiritual came after. And um, first, our physical selves will perish. And um, anybody who believes in Jesus as the true Savior and our Lord God uh, will also, uh, once they do lose that physical body, won't die after that. Um, and if you're evil, you'll be thrown into that pool of fire. So it's like those two choices. Uh, which one do you want? And uh, it's obviously an easy answer, which which one 
you would like, but uh, sometimes getting there isn't the easiest thing. But I urge you to um, continue, if you are watching uh, to this point, to go back and watch the, the law videos, watch the intro videos, really pay attention to the things that God is or gets mad about and really talks about or says, you know, this is something that he really dislikes or hates even, or he's jealous of like, like graven images, like lying, like drunkards, like, um, killing, uh, just things like that. Adultery. I mean, obviously his commandments, he wrote with the finger of his hand. Um, if you're a God, I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying if you're a God, you're writing something with the finger of your hand. I don't think that's something we're supposed to use for a moment. I think he very much wanted us to be able to look back on that and say, well, he wrote laws with his finger, his own finger, and that is something we should be able to look back on and use that to say this is important to him. And I think that is why he did it, because it was important to him. And we need to remember that this this law is not dead um, through Jesus. In fact, it's more alive through Jesus. He fulfilled part of that law and, and he didn't come to destroy. Uh, he talked about the scripture that the prophets prophesied about him. Um, he talked about the Sabbath day. Um, he talked about the feast days, or he celebrated at least the feast days with his disciples right before he was taken. Um, when Judas uh, went to the chief priests and came for him, he was celebrating the last supper right before that. I mean, that was Passover, 100%. If it's, it's in your Bible, it says that they're getting ready for the Passover. And um, that is what he's celebrating. And why would Jesus, our Lord and Savior, be celebrating a feast day um, before he dies? And then when he dies, we think it's okay to not. It, it makes no sense, and we need to reconsider not only this one feast day, but all of them. And not only some of this law, but all of the law. Because when he was asked about it, he he said a few things that all related back to those Ten Commandments. And he made it known that that is why he said it that way, is because those few things, like loving your neighbor and um, basically giving to the poor, and he was saying there's there's things that, that God is always going to expect. And all of those are lived through what was created in the Ten Commandments and the law of Moses in Exodus 20 and Leviticus 23. So I urge you to look at those two chapters of your books. Uh, regardless of anything else, if you don't look at anything else, look at those two things because it's very apparent how much God cared and took seriously these feast days as well as his Sabbath and his commandments. So I ask you uh, and urge you all to pray about this and uh, about the resurrection because I believe it's coming very soon and you want to make sure you're on the right side. So I, uh, I thank you all for listening and tuning in today and have a wonderful night. God bless.